following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. I think we need to fix the lead-in on do, this. Do we, do we need to, yeah. That's right. We need a new one. Uh-huh. <laughs> or you can and just say, and Savannah. Are you going to pronounce Savannah's Q-Muller. last name? Okay, there you great go. Job. That was great. <laughs> what is it? Hugh Muller. Oh, okay, Hugh Muller. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be confused. Great job, everyone. Not be not to be confused with Hugh Millen, who spent just about Hugh a week Millen. here at Valley Ranch with the Cowboys. How long was he here? Was it was it was like a month, a maybe. month maybe, yeah. and then long enough for me to go to his apartment in Valley Ranch and do an interview with him, and that was the kiss of death for his Cowboys. And that was career. it. Yeah, that's right. Cow- All right, he, he was done. By the way, yes, yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. All right, here we are. We're not done. At least not right now. We're not done. No. We're ready for some mm-hmm. football on. Sunday afternoon, 325, the Cowboys and the Cardinals. And, Mickey, don't we have a special guest right off the top? We do, Bill. And as a matter of fact, it was one of our teammates on That's our right. show, right? Right. She, she was the <laughs> the Savannah of years gone past here. And look where we got her, right? That's right. As if it was our dealing. Uh-huh. Right? With an 0-2 football team. That's right. Our- Danny Sarek <laughs> in Phoenix. How are you? You mean dirty like that. Bill. <laughs> what is that? We go behind enemy lines here with a friendly face, Danny Sarek, who has – how long now have you been with the Arizona Cardinals football club, Danny? It is almost two years to the day, actually. Oh, wow. Flown by, yeah. To a mid-season Started, acquisition. Uh, it was a trade right. made between the Cardinals and the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I think the couple Cardinals of won she that, the, too, they, by yeah. the way. So she's a uh, reporter-producer there. Reporter-producer for the Arizona Cardinals, and practice is underway here at the Star in Frisco. What about there in Arizona? Not quite yet. We're two hours behind you right now. So practice will start in about 20 minutes or so for us. All right. A little, early, a little earlier when we practice out here, just with the weather. So, well, Give us an overview of what uh, of this Arizona Cardinals team off to an 0-2 start and, of course, uh, had a big lead against the Giants, 20 nothing at halftime, 28-7 to in the third quarter. Giants came back and won by three, and they lost the opener on the road at Washington by four. So two losses by a total of seven points. Right. This Cardinals team, what's interesting is there were a lot of question marks, a lot of doubts coming into the season. I feel like they have exceeded those expectations so far, and they've played in two games where they could have won. And I know that doesn't change the record of you could have or you should have won, but this team is performing better than what expectations were. And you're missing a lot of your star players. You bring in your quarterback, Josh Dobbs. He has six practices before the season opener in Washington. And there truly was a night and day difference between week one and week two with Dobbs and this offense. The defense has looked very good. The problem has been the second half, really the fourth quarter struggle. Cardinals have been outscored 27-0 in the first fourth quarter these last two games. I'm not sure if that is the offense struggling and having their defense out there and having a stamina problem. 
but it's something that they have to get corrected, especially against this Cowboys defense that is dominant, to say the least. Yeah, Danny, if you look at the scores, you lose to Washington 20-16 to and then to the Giants 31-28. So it's two losses by a total of uh, seven points. So they were kind of right there. And I noticed one of the things that uh, has hurt them uh, was the amount of injuries they've, they've suffered, especially uh, obviously at the quarterback position, but now uh, along the defensive line too. Right, so they put L.J. Collier, who was looking very good throughout preseason in that first game, who's uh, being acquired by the Cardinals this offseason. He's on IR with a biceps injury, and then Carlos Watkins suffered a biceps injury early on in the game Sunday against the Giants. And the reason that hurts is because this isn't a Cardinals defense that has a lot of star power. There's no Micah Parsons, no, there's no Demarcus Lawrence, right? No Trayvon Diggs like the Cowboys have. So specifically on the defensive line with the outside linebackers, they are relying heavily on a rotation, really five or six guys on that D line. Against the Giants, they were also without one of their starters in Lucky Fochu with a shoulder injury. Now he's back to practicing, so he should be good. But not having Collier and not having Watkins really hurts what this defense was trying to do up front because now you're not going to be able to have that kind of rotation. Players are having to have more snaps higher snap counts than what this coaching staff maybe intended early on. So I would assume there's going to be some different adjustments, um, probably still a rotation, but it's not going to look the way that they had intended, the way that we had seen success from that defensive line through the first one and a half days before Carlos Watkins went down with his biceps injury. Hey, Danny, this is Everson. How are you? Everson, I miss you, man. What's up, man? Who we had a good time back in the day. Come on, man. Me and you, we were, we were attached at the hip. All of a sudden, <laughs> they just got rid of us. But anyway, listen, we have been dogging the Cardinals over here in this booth, just so you know. We, we At this point, we try not to have too much disrespect for them because that's going to be a home home game for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I must admit, this, this is what we've been saying. This is what we've been saying off camera. I'm just just telling you this is what's been going on. So tell me what's going to change that narrative because the Cardinals they've changed the narrative the first two games, even though they lost. Uh, tell me, tell me what's what's causing them to change the narrative about the the, the Cardinals. Yeah, I think this all just comes down to the coaching staff and the culture. And I don't have a good way to describe it other than it feels very different than it did under this previous coaching staff. Not necessarily a not to Kingsbury, but what head coach Jonathan Gannon and the staff, major manager Monty Osborne have brought. Have, you can really feel the effort. Um, this team is not quitting. That was something that one of our safeties, Jalen Thompson, talked about after the game Sunday, was that's important that this team is sticking together early on because that is what carries through the entire season. But the passion and the aggression that this team is playing with, really this defense, is new. Now, there's a fine line. Penalties have been an issue through two games with this team. But you can feel that culture change. And winning at home has not been an easy task for this team the last year and a half. The only home win they had last year was Thursday night against the Saints. So it's it's really important for this team to kind of set that tone and get their home win this week. You're right, Everson, though. This is a very desirable destination for NFL fans of all teams to travel. It's a beautiful place, golf, amazing weather. So I do expect a lot of Cowboys fans out of State Park Stadium. But this team has to find a way to start 
start winning at home and, and really closing games. We talked about those fourth quarter struggles. The teams are playing well enough to win. Now you have to start finishing the game strong, holding on to your lead. Now, Danny, the Cardinals passing offense is slightly outweighing their rushing 170 yards to 123.5 yards. What do you anticipate for this game on Sunday? Are we going to pass the ball more or are the Cardinals going to run more? I mean, James Conner, he's definitely been an item for the Cardinals. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, it sounds interesting because it doesn't feel like the Cardinals have been relying on the pass more so than the run. Um, Week one in Washington, just the game plan you have to have against arguably the best defensive line in the league, those quick horizontal passes, um, really jobs trying to find connection with his receivers, which took some time, understandably so. I would imagine that you're going to hand the ball to James Conner, riding that momentum of the game that he had, 106 yards. He was trucking guys left and right on this game against the Giants. And I think you ride that. I think especially with this defense, you have to find a way to wear down the Cowboys defense, right? You have to find a way to try and weaken a dominant defense, find any sort of weakness or holes that you can, and really try and shove the ball down their throat. I do think that the Cardinals are still looking to solidify more of that downfield presence. You've got the speed in Hollywood Brown. You've got the speed in Ronda Moore in that slot. You've got size in your rookie Michael Wilson. It's just about finding those connections. A big connection has been tight end Zach Gertz, who's coming off an ACL injury himself. And there was miscommunication. It didn't look like the balls were being thrown in the right place in week one, but that connection looked a lot stronger week two against the Giants. So I would expect that to be a receiver that Dobbs really starts to rely on and, and just how reliable that Zach Ertz is and has been in his career with every quarterback he's played with. I would expect that connection to continue to grow. You know, I would say Danny and Danny Sarek, Arizona Cardinals with us here on uh, Mixed Shots. I'd say, Danny, that you could make the case Arizona is one of the real surprise teams in the league through two games, even though they are 0-2, especially when you consider what happened in the offseason with a coaching change, DeAndre Hopkins released, the trade of a former first-round draft pick Isaiah Simmons, and then you got Kyler, who obviously is on injured reserve to start the season, Buda Baker, five-time Pro Bowler at safety, also on injured reserve, and probably the the biggest reason that Arizona has been been able to do what they've done the first two games of the season is a quarterback that arrived about three weeks ago, <laughs> and we we saw this same quarterback, Joshua Dobbs, at Christmas time last year. He was signed a week before he started against the Cowboys and played the whole game against the Cowboys as a Tennessee Titan, and I'm really impressed with this guy, and, and not only his play on the field, but a highly intelligent guy, aerospace engineering major, four point at Tennessee. I'm wondering... How in the world has this guy not gotten a more of a chance than he has already in this in his NFL career? 2017 draft pick. By the way, he was the 135th pick in the draft, same same exact spot that Dak Prescott was drafted the year before. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. This could be the first time in Dobbs' career that he's starting a third straight game. Um, but you can see the confidence growing with Dobbs and commanding the huddle a little more. Um, and that really was a big difference from week one to week two was that command. He had a much quicker release. Um, and we also saw the mobility. He had a 23-yard rushing touchdown where he trucked 
Xavier McKinney getting into the end zone and then again broke through a tackle on a two-point conversion. And that's what this coaching staff was looking for. That was part of the release in Colt McCoy and bringing in Josh Dobbs day before your final preseason game in Minnesota. Um, just it's, it's not quite, obviously, the Kyler Murray level of having that dual-threat quarterback, but it is much more the style of what this coaching staff wants to have. I think something that helps Josh Dobbs kind of get acclimated here is that he has some familiarity with a little bit of the coaching staff, offensive coordinator Drew Petsing, and quarterback coach Israel Wolford both spent time with Dobbs when he was in Cleveland for a little bit. So that helps the connection as well. But it's kind of funny of when we first got to talk to Dobbs in that first week and he said, yeah, you know, it's not just learning the offense. I'm also having to learn people's names. I'm taking snaps from this guy and then at the end of practice, he comes up to me and introduces himself. Like, that's not an easy situation when you come in and you've got six practices before you're leading this team. So because Dobbs has been here for such a short amount of time, one week's worth of practice really can make all the difference. And just seeing the growth from week one in Washington and week two at home against the Giants, I really do think we're going to continue to see a week heading into week three hosting the Cowboys. You know, Danny, uh, they obviously knew that Kyler Murray wasn't going to be ready for the start of the season. So what ended up being the impetus that uh, kind of at the last minute, I think I saw the trade went down for Dobbs uh, August 24th to kind of change course right at the last minute, uh, give up on Colt McCoy, and then uh, also depend on Clayton Toon uh, from right here in Carrollton at Hebron High School to be the backup quarterback. That's right, yeah. I, I think it was just seeing what you had and how that was going to fit with what you want. Again, this coaching staff wants the quarterback who doesn't just have that arm strength and the accuracy for that long ball, but also their legs, setting the play, being able to get out of the pocket, being able to get out of the pocket, run a little bit themselves. And I think just the point in his career, that wasn't what Colt McCoy had. It really wasn't the type of quarterback he ever was, but it just wasn't what this coaching staff was looking for at that point. Um, I think what you saw through the offseason, joint practices, three season games kind of solidified that. And while the rookie Clayton Tune had some sparks, it didn't seem like he was ready enough to be your week one starter, whether that was technique, footwork, which was leading to some high passes, some decisions that were being made. Um, it just didn't seem like Tune was going to be able to step up, kind of like the way Jack Prescott was able to step up uh, early on. It just didn't seem like Clayton Tune was going to be ready for that in time. And I think the reason you keep him is because you like him and you see the potential that's there. Um, this coaching staff was interested in Josh Dobbs earlier in the offseason, again, because of those connections. It just the trade or contract problems are what prevented the Cardinals from getting Dobbs earlier than they did. Um, but I think that Dobbs just really fits more with what this coaching staff wants and how they want to run this offense. And uh, we know that Danny needs to run to practice, right, Danny? You're you still got a few more minutes. <laughs> yeah, the, the other thing, the other, the other thing I think about that is I don't think Josh Cleveland wanted to let go of Dobbs yet, and then Dorian Thompson Robinson, their fifth round draft pick, just lit it up in the preseason. So Mickey, I think what probably happened on that access. Well, yeah, yeah. So you had Deshaun Watson there, you have. TR there, and so all of a sudden, after the rookie uh, performed so well in the preseason, that's when Kevin Stefanski said, "Okay, 
tell us what you'll give us for Joshua Dobbs. And so uh, I think that's probably the the way what changed on that. But I think it's real credit to him to be able to come in there and quickly, uh, so quickly, um, you know, just just get in there and, and make the transition and and basically take over as a starting quarterback. And they got a, a short fifth, amount of time. And they got a fifth round. Was it a pick. fifth round pick? There yeah. you go. Yeah, it probably would have been a. It, they might might have been releasing him. I don't know at right. the, at the yeah. end of camp, but they they like him so much they gave up a fifth round pick. Well, Danny, we appreciate it, and uh, I know you'll be decked out in cardinal red, but your heart <laughs> will be with cowboy blue, right? <laughs> you don't have to answer that, Danny. You don't have to wait, answer that. Wait. I, I, I'll give you I'll give you an easier one before we leave, okay? M-I-Z. G-O-U, Mick. I can always count on you. Yeah. I have a young guys. I sure do miss you. She will have her black and gold on on you, Saturday. Are you uh, as in love? M-I-Z. Wow. Are you as in love? They're going to rank us, Mick, right? After that yeah, game, what's the deal with us. that? Danny, are you Come as in, are you in love with the thicker kicker like Nikki is? Okay. All right, Danny Sarek, we appreciate it, and uh, good luck to those Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. Everson says they will need it. Yes, they will, uh, Danny. I'm sorry. Exception of this week, I hope you guys have a great rest of your season. All right. I'll Thanks, see you Danny. Sunday. Thanks, Danny. Take care. Thanks, Danny. All right. Danny Sarek in the Valley of the Sun, and we continue with more mix shots in just a moment. Picker, kicker. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite and the Cool. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. All right. So good. Well, that's just great, so, so right? Good. How many words did she have to say? <laughs> so good. So We're good. still on this. Come on now. <laughs> Mickey <laughs> putting pressure on. <laughs> a discerning voice. He's acting like I couldn't do that. <laughs> you you know? couldn't. I'm sorry. It didn't sound that good. Sorry. Tomorrow you're doing it again. We all, we all can agree on that. Uh, the podcast text line is open at 817-290-3298. I don't think Mickey is going to allow phone calls today. I just have a feeling that uh, he's got too much on his legal mm. pad to take phone calls it's all, today. It's all, all right. cardinal stuff, yeah. So, so what what can you tell us? Give From us up to practice, date. right? Yes, because practice was open just at the outset of mix shots today. Mickey was able to sneak a peek outside. And so you know? they're in pads. They're outside. It's very windy, by the way. Uh, but in pads practicing, and all these guys were either limited or full yesterday, uh, was Brandon Cooks, Donovan Wilson, Tyler Smith, and Chuma Adoga. So uh, that bodes well for going forward. Uh, No uh, J. Ron Curse. He's got an illness. Uh, They sent him home yesterday, but... My understanding was he's he's going to be in the building today, so he's getting somewhat better. And then Zach Martin is still uh, going to do rehab today, so he'll be out with the ankle. But I still don't think it's that bad uh, because I think uh, if they needed him to finish the game on Sunday, he could have made it through. So um, Zach, Zach Martin. He did finish the game. He was there well, for victory yeah, formation. Well, yeah, okay. He came back for victory formation. You know, oh, okay. They do okay. the up and down. That's what he did, yeah. 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 That, that was cheap shot, Bill. Yeah, real cheap <laughs> shot, right? <laughs> He, he never misses a chance for no, a cheap joke, right? <laughs> so from an injury standpoint, think about this. This will be the first time the offensive line has been together, basically, period, because – uh, Terrence Steele mm-hmm. missed the entire offseason, mm-hmm. and then when they got to training camp, it was going to be, well, we'll get him in to do a little bit of stuff. Uh, and then Zach Martin missed all of the offseason. He didn't practice, and then they got him into practice in time to start. And then they lose Tyler Smith to the injury, uh, and they weren't using uh, Tyron all that much. So this will be their first opportunity really, to have a full week of practice with all five guys on the offensive line. You know, we took it for granted that uh, Zach Martin would come in ready Yeah. after being out all offseason. What, what does an offensive lineman do to stay ready? You know, you can't I mean, go out and pantomime right, blocking, right? <laughs> you know, how Savannah, here, line up on the other <laughs> right, side. Yeah. Here and tell his girl or his wife, or just, yeah. hey, just stay right there. Hold this bag for me. All right, this is going to hurt. Yeah, so 
But I think he had he had somebody that he was working out with and and doing some sort of simulated foot, mm-hmm. football type stuff. But it's not. But you lining never hear about with, an offensive lineman and what yeah. they do in the offseason if they're holding out. You just you know yeah. we know what wide receivers do. They go find a quarterback somewhere. You know, a quarterback go find somebody that can catch a ball. But you know, yeah. What do the offensive linemen do? And that's the hard part of the whole deal on offensive linemen in the offseason with their inability to. Um, you know, practice and have gather, somewhat kind of contact, right. right? Instead of just pantomiming everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess if you got five boys, you can go or four. <laughs> it's like, okay, everybody line up and I'm in the middle here, right? <laughs> but it, it, it is an interesting point. I just never No, thought. it is. And he comes back ready. Right. You know, it didn't seem like he missed a beat at all. They let they him have his, his couple They missed days. his blocks. He didn't miss his blocks. They missed his blocks. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about tight ends. Still pissed off about that. So this is a good thing, that to get this offensive line back together. Uh, and by the way, we, we Everson and I were watching it yesterday. Matt Walesko's getting close. Uh, he's on injured reserve, obviously, two more games. But uh, the way he's working out out there, you know, they would have an opportunity if they wanted to put him on the 53 to bring him up. Or if they needed a backup, he's got three elevations. Um, sort of I, what I they're. Bill, I was trying to match my footwork and what it would have been versus what the, the footwork he was doing. Uh-huh. I think I could beat him. Yeah. yeah I think I, I still got it. But he's 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> he brings a little bit more pop. <laughs> and how old is he? Well, let's go. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got 40 years on him. Yeah, right. That <laughs> <laughs> offset the weight difference. Hey, our footwork could probably That's match right. his. That's right. He probably uh-huh. could. An offensive lineman. The other thing that uh, that's going to be a future consideration is the fact that they've been uh, elevating Brock Hoffman off the practice squad. You get three. So this week will be his third, and then they're going to have to decide either find a spot on the 53 or they've got um, the guy that they signed. Uh, I forgot his name. What position? The backup uh, oh, guard I center. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Hey, Who hey, was it that they signed? I kept bringing him. Sean Harlow. Sean Harlow. Yeah. Good job. I was going to say Howell, so I knew that <laughs> wasn't right. But then he's on the practice squad, so if – they need elevations, then maybe he would take over and they get three more there mm-hmm. uh, and then see, you know, how it goes along. Because my understanding is uh, Bass still needs a little time before they could say, okay, he's our backup center. Oh, okay. Yeah. He looked good there at guard, though. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I thought he did a nice yeah. job. And, you know, Awesome Richards got some time. So, you know, as McCarthy was mentioning early in the week, Sorry, guys. Um, that these injuries have created opportunities for these young guys to get snaps that they would have never gotten, mm-hmm. right? And so maybe down the line it becomes a benefit since it hasn't really cost them uh, just yet. Sports savvy, do we have a text? We have a question. Yes, we do. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had to clear my throat for a second. <laughs> got okay. choked up with what Mickey was talking about. <laughs> really got to me. It was riveting. so riveting. riveting. Yes. <laughs> okay, with things stalling near the goal line last week excuse me what do we think about hunter lupke is the question being implemented a little bit more well that that should be a bill question lupke yes why is that that's his boy 
That's is it your boy? Because Bill wanted him on. Bill wants. No, I just liked him in. The, I liked him in. Well, I called it in the last, the last preseason game. I said, you know what? I'm thinking I would keep this Hunter Lipke mm-hmm. guy. And they heard. And you. that's without really seeing him do much as a fullback. Right. Now we've seen some evidence of him as a fullback. Uh, you saw. You saw one play where he got in, and I don't know if he just didn't know where to block or. The uh, D lineman really pushed our guys back into him, so he really wasn't able to make it through to block his man. That was really but on the opening drive of the game. I looked, went back just this morning and um, and looked at the opening drive of the game and and one of the plays that he was in there. He was laying the wood, and he did. He yeah. had a nice block on a five or six yard run mm-hmm. by Pollard, um, and um, you know. I don't think as a ball carrier down on the goal line to answer the question, but uh, using him they used as, him. as a fullback. You mm-hmm. weren't watching. He had 18 plays. Well, I saw the one play, but I think, they just I, got overwhelmed. I think with the question had to do more so with you him as with a ball carrier. Running yeah. Things stalling near the goal line, hmm. essentially. Yeah. So how, how do we get him – into those plays. Yeah, okay. and, and he and, was in there blocking as a, and as And I like fullback. it as a fullback. Right. Uh, I don't know that w- there would be uh, any more success than what they've had uh, with him running the football at this point in his career. Well, but I, I but he is a bigger say. guy and it depends on the play or yeah. whatever. But I like him in the role that they have him in right now. And I, I must give the Jets credit. I mean, that's a hell of a defense. Yes. And the fact right. that they stalled down there. Everyone's going to stall down there right. on the Jets' defense. Mm-hmm. They knew what we were going to do after a while. They knew we weren't hiding anything. So it was really to the Cowboys' disadvantage off the, on the offensive line and the interior that they were just laying their ears back. And just it was a desperate situation for the whole team. So and on that's their, the way the Jets played. On their first, um, their first possession in the third quarter when they were first in goal at the one, uh, he was in at fullback, uh, second in goal at the one, he was in at fullback, and that's when uh, Rico tried the jump cut from the one-yard mm-hmm. line. Which mm-hmm. Mickey will jump. never get over that. Just <laughs> jump forward. I don't want no sideways, right? Well, Mickey makes a good makes a good point. There's no time to be messing around down there. I could hear. Uh, oh, would you one? imagine if Mickey was your coach? You'd hear that <laughs> one of the, one of the week. It long. would be a mini Parcells. Uh, that's, that's right. That's right. What what a, okay, I heard you the first time. You don't have to keep telling me. How many times have I heard one of the Cowboys running back coaches like, hit the hole, hit the hole. right? Hit mm-hmm. the hole, foul the hole, foul the mm-hmm. block. Don't try to invent a new play. All right, when we come back here on Mix Shots, more of your texts and tweets, for that matter, and um, this Cardinals offense and defense, what concerns you the most when we come back on Mix Shots? The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cool. America's team 
playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. (sighs) This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Mixed Shots. Let's play. In this game, there's a position for everyone. No matter who you are, flag is your chance to run, throw, jump, and fly. This is your chance to get involved in the action and join the flag football movement. Learn more and find a league at NFLflag.com. All right, we continue on mixed shots, final segment here, and we're going to get uh, in just a moment Everson's pick for the game mm-hmm. and his pick to click because Everson will be on assignment tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <He'll be> here. <laughs> assignment. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> assignment. I'll be sitting in the airport waiting on a flight. That's okay, all there you be go. We're not going to say where he's going oh, on assignment, geez. but he will be on assignment somewhere. And uh, Savannah has one of your tweets. Yes, we have a click to pick here. Happy Thursday from James. He predicts the Cowboys will win. His pick is Tony Pollard in honor of the Memphis Tigers taking down Mickey's Tigers. (laughs) Big game this weekend. Big game in St. Louis. Tigers. In St. Louis. Yeah, they right. need football in St. Louis, don't they? They do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have a college there playing football. They don't have an NFL. Will Mizzou team. fill up that stadium? Uh, yes, they will. And Memphis? Got a lot of alumni in St. Louis. They don't have to make the two-hour drive. Yep. I'll look for that on my TV yes, listings please. on Saturday. <laughs> All right. Um, as we continue on mixed shots, I studied up the uh, Arizona Cardinals a little bit, and I know y'all are going to think I'm crazy, but I like what I, I like what they're doing in Arizona. It's an aggressive team. They don't have the personnel right now, but uh, I like I like the changes that they've made as far as the coaching goes, and. Um, as we saw the first two games, they were highly competitive against Washington and the Giants. And I think that they're going to be 
they're going to give the Cowboys their best shot. I'm not going to say they're going to beat the Cowboys, but uh, I do like some of the things that they've got going, they're laying a foundation for the future. There. Well, you talk about culture, you know, that the, the culture uh, before this year was just see what Kyle Murray can do for us. You know, create as much as you can, you know, with these these talented wide receivers and running backs that he had at the time. And now they've revamped everything. You know, there's what's the wide receiver? Ah, Kim. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, left. yeah. D Hop. D Hop yeah. is gone. Connors, thank thank God, is still there. He's a guy. He pretty much typifies what a Arizona team should want to be like. You know, a guy that's been through a lot mm-hmm. and came out really strong on the other side, talking yep. about this this fight with cancer and things of that nature. I think keeping him there. That, I think that says a lot about what their future culture would be. And he ran for 106 yards on 27 carries. And he ran. And yeah, he, he ran. He ran with <laughs> abandon. That's and he right. played with emotion. Yes, and that's exactly what the, the way the Cardinals are going to play yeah. in that game. On defense, they've got an edge rusher. What a story. Dennis Gardeck. He's six foot tall. He went to six feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> and he's been a special teams player in his career. He was undrafted, oh, about six or seven years hey, ago, hey, hey. out of undrafted. out of the. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. He started his college career not at West Virginia, but at West Virginia State, <laughs> which I have never heard of, and then he wound up at Sioux Falls, which I had never heard of. No, six foot, two hundred thirty-two pounds. He is tied with Micah Parsons yes. and Oso Odigazua oh, wow. with three sacks in the first two games of this season. And uh, he kind of they started using him a little bit more on uh, on defense uh, last year. And uh, he started making some plays, and he's carried it over this year. Guy that I liked in the draft a couple of years ago, Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa, they've now switched him to an edge rusher position, which mm-hmm. is why I liked him in the draft. I didn't like him so much as an inside linebacker, the way he's been used his first two years in the league. But at 6'4", 260 pounds, yeah. and the athleticism that he has, I think he's That's better suited to outside, be an outside backer yeah. in a 3'4". Or mm-hmm. a, uh, and that's what they're in, a 3-4. Yeah. But so. the injuries to their defensive linemen are going to be significant. Carlos Watkins, who had been here with the Cowboys the previous two years, you know, now out, as Danny pointed out, with the biceps, and they had lost uh, the other guy, Collier, already with the same See, the thing is, and, and I like what Carlos Watkins did here right. in, a, in the role he was playing. That, right. t- that tells you a lot about the personnel that the Cardinals the Cow- have right now. That, okay, when, when Watkins didn't play here, we didn't talk about, well, but they don't have Carlos Watkins this week. And all due respect to him, he made some plays here, and he's a good role player on a team. L.J. Collier was a first-round draft pick of Seattle, but he didn't do anything in Seattle. Right. And they lose him. Oh, now what are we going to do? We don't have L.J. Collier. And so that just tells you where they are personnel-wise. And then at, they're pretty young at corner. Another team young at cornerback, mm-hmm. starting a rookie, mm-hmm. uh, Key Trail Clark. Uh, and he was only a – I mean, not to, to Is that diminish how you say it. it. Is that only Keytrail. Keytrail? It sounds more like Cottrell. It's, I'll go with Cottrell. Yeah, Keytrail. They're pronouncing that's, that's the Missouri pronunciation. Trail. I mean, let me take a look at it. That's a Missouri pronunciation. What do you mean, take a look at it? <laughs> let me see. Tell me what it says. Is it K E Y? I think the Mizzou grad might have this one. <laughs> Key, Key Trail. Key Trail. Okay. 
Can you do this one? Sixth round. I don't have to talk about that. I'm talking about cornerbacks right now. And, and then their other corner is Marco Wilson. He was a fourth-round pick. To He's a very athletic guy. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Marco they lost Wilson. Buda Baker. Oh, nice. Well, for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that hurt. he's a problem. That, yeah. He will come around and knock some heads uh, off. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, you know, the linebacker core is probably pretty good. And that, go, that goes very well for my, my picks to click, too, see. And, and um, not coincidentally, they have several former Philadelphia Eagles on their defense, including mm. Kaiser White mm. at linebacker. Nice. Yes. Nice. Kayvon Wallace at free safety. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the, the key thing, and, and you know, Danny touched on it when Savannah asked the question. They're going to try to run the ball, no different than what the Jets' plan was that got destroyed quickly. Mm-hmm. What the Giants' plan should have been should have been, and they got away from it right away. The Jets' plan, the first play of the game, got destroyed with Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, I'm going to still call him Demarcus Ware at some point. Mm-hmm. Demarcus Lawrence get, drops the cook for. I mean, Hall for four-yard loss. So we'll see if their ability to run the ball is, is any better because that's what they'd like to do and then kind of protect Joshua Dobbs uh, throwing the ball. You know what the big th- difference that the Cowboys have, I think both offensively and defensively, especially defensively, over other teams in the league right now, aside from the personnel that they have, it's they've been in the same system now mm-hmm. for three years under Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are I mean, Cowboys have really good right. players, but they've acquired players who fit what Dan Quinn wants to do, and they've now most of those players that are playing on the Cowboys defense are, have now been in this system for three years. You must have read McShot's column yesterday because <laughs> Demarcus Lawrence pointed that out as one of the benefits of why he thinks they're better against the run because he said we've been in DQ system for two to three years. And, and really, I mean, look at well. Speaking of D Law, look at the first play of the game yeah. the other day. Yeah. What defense were they in? Cowboys were in a 3-4. They, they lined up Chauncey Golston at left defensive end, Jonathan Hank, Hankins at nose, and they had Osa at right defensive end. They had mm-hmm. Micah lined up as an outside linebacker and D-Law lined up as an outside linebacker. They knew, just like you said, the scouting report on the Jets is they're going to run the football, and sure enough, they handed it to Brees Hall running to the left side, and what did DeMarcus Law do? He he was basically Perfect a five-man tackle. front, and it was a four-yard four right. loss, and that set the Perfect tone for the entire tackle. game. But mm-hmm. they, the Cowboys have defensive players that they're hybrid players where they can go three-four, four-three, whatever. Yeah, because you, you could have said, well, they were in a four-three, and they had Micah like a strong side. But linebacker they also had linebacker. The, they had Damone Clark and Leighton Vanderash. It was a traditional three-four. Right. The well, it could good have been old a Oklahoma fifty-two defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was three linebackers and yeah. four down linemen. Yeah, yeah, but with a four-three, you have to have that true middle linebacker. Well, you got two of them there. No, one on the four-three. You only have one middle linebacker on the 4-3, don't you? Well, where's the other two going? I don't know, but I'm, it's not going to be a 4-3. If it's not going to be a 4-3 with two middle linebackers. Well, you have two and one standing on the line of scrimmage as a strong side linebacker. <laughs> That's the way the Cowboys used to play it back in, in the day, in the 90s. In what day? 
In my day? 91, 92, 93. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, well, I, played, I played behind the 4-3. The All I remember was Bob Brunig or Eugene Lockhart being in the middle. A strong side <laughs> linebacker would line up on the line of Don't sports. have me arguing in front of family, man. We got family coming here. Hey, guys. <laughs> but now, what, but the what, Cowboys what? were in a Bill Parcells 3-4 defense okay. on, on the first play of the game uh-huh. the other day. All right, your pick to click and your pick to win. Well, first of all, before we get started, I'd like to say there are two more Tigers playing this weekend. Yes. Yes, that would be Texas Southern Tigers versus the Grammy State Tigers. Thank you very much. Black and gold also. Where's that game? Going to be at Grambling. All right. Okay, down the hill at Eddie Robinson Stadium. So I just wanted to give you that much. (laughs) Where's Grambling coming here? Don't be – uh, that would be State week Fair after Classic, next. yeah. That would be week after Cotton next. Cotton Bowl against Prairie View. Mm-hmm. It sure will. So I am looking at this team. Now you're talking about Grambling, Texas Southern, I'm or the talking, Cowboy No, Cardinal? we're done with that. We're done with Tigers. <laughs> we got enough Tigers. We got enough Tigers. I'm doing my pick to click. I look at this game a lot like last week's game. They're going to try their best to create a running situation. I think we're going to shut it down. And the reason I think we're going to shut it down is the main reason they talked about with uh, DeMarcus and Dan Quinn's defense. Last year they had basically same players, same system, right? They made all the mistakes. They made the mistakes last year. Too many people trying to make plays out of position. You come out of your position and the running back finds your hole where you just left from. They're not doing that as much this year. So I still think it's going to be in a really lopsided game. I'm look, I tried to be fair to the opposition in the first two games. We were overwhelmed. So this time I'm going with the trend. <laughs> 35 14. Oh 35 14. Okay. I think Cowboys Savannah's are going to win. Savannah's keeping notes on okay. That's right. I, got notes too. I said I'd keep score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Good. I am looking at another rookie defensive back. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Gallup is going to finally get his day. I'm looking at him having two touchdown passes All right. in the ball game. Now, my my player to pick or whatever. The, pick to click. No, you said we had another. What's oh, the we don't know what it is yet. The pod, the pod, the pod pick. pick. Pod pick. My, I have a pod pick. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even if it's not the one we're supposed to pick. No. All right. This, this one will go viral. That's the right. pod pick. Okay. OC is going to get two sacks. All right. Love he will that. end up, up leading the league. In sacks at the end of this week. So he in three games, he's going to have more sacks than he's had in two years of his career. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And he, he had he's, four he's in gonna, two He years. knows who to feed off of. All right. I'm not going to say his name because we can't mention him when we talk about picks to click. But he's going to feed off of this young man. That's another statistic they need to come up with, an assist on a sack. That's right. Yeah, because That's he got right. the assist on That's that first he's sack. Gonna, sack. He, he that made, first he's going to have an assist on at least one of these sacks that are, oh, I think Osa's Did you go have. back and look at that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just cleared out that yeah, side of the it was, line. It's easy to see. The they, center, they pointed it out. The center was taking him on, and it, it really showed the strength that Osa has and his long arms because he just hooked that center <laughs> and he drove him into Dallas County. And here was a Tom Landry freeway opened up for Micah to come get the sack. I think – I want to remember who it was. If it was Demarcus Lawrence or Micah, they were talking about how strong that Osa is. Like when he's in the weight room, he – they. 
And one of them said it when he's in the weight room. I just go somewhere else. I don't. I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> wow. That's how str- he's he's and really long strong. Arms. Yes. Yeah, about the long. They're over thirty-four inch yeah. arms. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Everson, enjoy your assignment for the yeah. weekend. And uh, I wish that would be bad. No, I can't say that he might. You be can. Missing. You can listen. You can watch. Yeah. I, well, I, I think the, my assignment will be the person I'm going to visit. He's going to want to listen to the show with me, and go. we may call in. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Great. We well, may call in. That's how much of a fan this guy is. Or, or major know, fan. <laughs> we've got the text line here. By hey, the way. Yeah. yeah. Here, I'll take a picture. Yeah. Uh, let me get that. There's a phone line. Uh, yeah, phone line, too. I'll be looking out for it. We'll take care of this. All right. And we'll see how how well Savannah likes you. Well, the other part is <laughs> it depends on when I land. We'll see. Here's the other part of it is no Everson tomorrow means more Savannah tomorrow. That's right. All right. More of an opportunity. And that, that makes it sound like we're against each other. I, I don't want to versus as well. Savannah. I'll lose that fight. All right. Uh, we will. Some of us will chat at you again tomorrow here on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!